gear here spend a little time with you and then go to Zumba today which I haven't done in weeks so this will be fun we'll see how well I can keep up <laughs> um, yeah I just before getting on here I'm a little later than I wanted to be but my niece was texting me and uh, yeah her she lost her uncle last night to a drug overdose and um, we're kind of chatting about that and although she didn't know him very well, that's really not the moral of the story. Uh, the moral of the story from my perspective is, you know, this is just another loss, another example of, of what happened, but also, you know, her, her mother, her aunt, they lost their mother this year and now to lose a sibling, it's just, it's just not, not good. I think, you know, the the only difference really is that uh, COVID probably couldn't have been avoided with her grandmother as much as maybe the drug addiction could have been avoided if if the uncle had, you know, a chance at, at recovery and a new life and, and all of those things. And yeah, it's just very sad. But it's got to be a lot for a 16-year-old to process, right? It's just got to be a lot. Never mind trying to um, be home at school and learning and, yeah. The kid's got a lot going on and, dang, I'm so proud of her for for doing the best she can. So anyway, um, not to kick us off on on a, a dry note, it just it just really reminds me of how much is out of our control and how we need to be grateful every day and how we need to stay connected and live our best lives. So let's see what the reading has to say. Let's see if we can spin this around into a little positive juju this morning. PJ Bailey says. They who forgive most shall be most forgiven. We come into the program with many resentments. It was his fault I drank in the first place. If I had gotten this job, this never would have happened. I'm coming here to make my wife happy. We are angry and we need to blame someone for our pain. And the hardest thing is to accept responsibility for our actions, to say, I am here because of me. Oof, tough pillow to swallow, huh? But now we are here, ready for change. We soon learn that resentments are a danger that could lead us to relapse. And resentment hurts our self-love. To keep harboring resentments will hinder our recovery. So we take, in moral, blah, we take an inventory and share it with someone we trust and begin to understand the self-defeating nature of resentments. We are slowly beginning to feel and express our anger. It could be freeing to realize that whether or not we confront the target of our anger makes no difference. We learn that resentments poison us and we don't want to let them keep us from our higher power. In time, with help from our 12-step fellowship, we can learn how to forgive and find peace in ourselves. Today, 
help me let me today help me take one step closer to forgiveness. We've talked a lot about this lately, forgiveness and resentment. And um, I think that everybody here knows how I feel about the value of letting go of resentments and, and forgiving people. And I just want to remind you that forgiving people is about freeing our own souls, not releasing them of the responsibility of which the harm was done or whatever. It's not setting them free. It's setting yourself free. I had, I saw something a while back and I think it was from the voice of, um, of a young lady talking about maybe one of her parents giving this, this lesson and my memory is a little fuzzy on it, but essentially when somebody says, I'm sorry to us, we don't necessarily have to say it's okay because it's not okay, right? Whatever the behavior is. So if, if someone, even if you took toddlers, for example, and you got two three-year-olds and one punches the other and the mom comes over and says, you have to apologize because you hit them. Of course, they don't really know the magnitude of it. But maybe the one kid says to the other, I'm sorry, and the other kid says it's okay. Well, it's not okay that the first kid hit him. We need to, when we're, we're giving forgiveness, say, thank you for apologizing, I forgive you. It doesn't validate that the actions were acceptable in the first place. So that was the first point that just kind of bounced around in my head. We can give forgiveness without giving permission to do harm to us. The other thing is, this could be a really fun, this blame game thing. It can be such a fun interaction if you use it for good instead of evil. And here's what I mean. So I was, I was in a meeting with my business partner the other night and, um, something had a positive result. I think it was maybe, maybe we were talking about the client list or something that had happened. It, it was a positive result. I think it was the client list and the fact, you know, this company started as, as her idea really. And we're just kind of taking the ball and running with it together. But I said something like, yep, Anna, it's all your fault. Like, we're busy because we got this company because it was your idea. And what I'm really saying is I'm giving her the blame, right? But I'm really giving her the credit. I'm just doing it in a silly way. She knows I give her the credit without it being um, presented in a, in a, I don't want to say sarcastic fashion, but with the undertone. So I do that often too. But I guess what I'm saying is, if you reprogram your brain to blame people for the good, and blame doesn't really even sound right in that sentence, right? We don't think of blaming for good. But that's kind of the fun game is changing our thinking around that. So blaming people for positive results instead of negative is kind of a fun way to make people feel really good about themselves and acknowledge 
you know, your gratitude in, in, in kind of a, just a different way and reprogram your brain that you have to take accountability for your own actions, right? That's what the reading's really about. I'm just giving you a little context of how to have a little different thinking around it. It's real easy. And, and there's probably times that I use language around it. I don't know that I believe it per se, because I believe that I'm responsible for everything that's ever happened to me and the choices I made. And, and I'll own my shit. Like, I just will. There's no point not, you know. I think, I think there's times that I've blamed the drinking, say, for a behavior that I needed forgiveness for. You know, like, oh, well, I was drinking. I don't remember saying that or doing that or I didn't mean that. You know, there was uh, an incident with one of my best friends years ago and I was trying to explain something, but because I was drinking, it didn't come out right. And I really hurt her girlfriend's feelings, like really bad, like where she didn't want to talk to me anymore. So I could blame it on the alcohol. Well, it didn't come out right. It didn't matter. The damage was done. If I wasn't drinking, which was my choice, it wouldn't have come out that way. So I own things like that now. Blaming circumstances, like these examples, um, it was his fault I drank. Or if I had gotten this job, it wouldn't happen. Or, you know, my wife... I'm coming here to make my wife happy, like whatever. Like we're we're putting it onto someone else, those choices. And what I really have found is that by making my own choices and owning my stuff, good, bad, or indifferent, it, it kind of clears the playing field and I feel much better. Why would I want to put shit on someone else anyway? Why would I want to make them feel bad? Or why would I want to... If I didn't get a job, let's use that example. If I didn't get a job, is it because of the interviewer? Well, it's their fault I didn't get the job. No, it's my responsibility I didn't get the job. I might not have the skill set. I might not have the experience. I might have asked for too much money. I might not have been with the personality that would align with their team. There could be a million reasons. But I can't go blaming the interviewer and then do bad behavior. And I'll call it bad behavior even though, you know, I don't like that kind of language. But, okay, I went and gambled because I didn't get the job. I remember that, God, 15 years ago when I didn't get a job that we everybody thought was mine, essentially. And I went home and I got hammered, hammered. And I was on the phone with, with the big decision maker, hammered, and I, I have no idea really what happened in that conversation, but I know it wasn't good because I was drunk and I was angry and disappointed and all kinds of things. And I was with Davey at the time, so I'm pretty sure he probably told me that I was crazy for whatever I said, but um, it wasn't his fault I didn't get the job. And... and at the time, even if we think back to five years ago, I might have been like, okay, well, I probably wasn't acting 
I mean, here I was looking for a promotion. Is someone who deserves a promotion the same kind of person who gets drunk and yells at their future boss? You know, like it just doesn't work out that way. So obviously I wasn't ready for that promotion. Now today I can look at it because of faith and this is it ties it in here later in the reading about higher power well now because of my faith in the universe and the way that things happen the way they're supposed to happen I know I didn't get the job because it would have taken me on a whole different path and it wouldn't have led me to this moment right here right now with you so that's kind of how my belief system has evolved on this topic through the years and I guess I'm just saying don't use circumstance as your imaginary get out of jail free card guys like own own your stuff you can't fix it until you own it but if you're not taking responsibility for it you'll never heal you'll never know what's broken to heal for starters and then you don't you don't have the opportunity to heal it because you're still thinking everything is everybody else's fault I have an addict in my life that that basically lives that way. Everything is everybody else's fault. Takes no accountability. Um, one of the examples that sticks out with for me was he told the story of a guy had his food stamp card and instead of spending the agreed upon money, the guy spent all the money that was on the card. And the person who gave him the card and instead of owning the fact that, oh, it's illegal to be giving your card away um, and trusting this person and being too lazy to go to the store to manage it or or whatever the circumstances are, nope, took no ownership in that whatsoever. It was poor me, the guy robbed me, you know? Like, I I can't even wrap my head around that level of thinking anymore. I don't know that it was ever that extreme, in the past, because I'd like to think I made better decisions than giving away my money or setting myself up to be um, stolen from or, or or whatever, like in this situation, but to be so blinded by the concept that he didn't own any of that. He didn't take responsibility. So now, so now what happens in the unhealthy cycle? Well, now he's mad at the guy and blaming the guy because he doesn't have food. Well, and holding a resentment and all that. So then he's got the resentment building in him. Do you think he's going to go use, you know, like how many of those kinds of incidences and that kind of thinking can you endure before you need to just not handle it anymore and go place a bet and go drink and go drug and go do all the things? So we spend a lot of time talking about things like this because they don't serve us. And it just, I have to make it crystal clear that these kinds of behaviors and actions and thinking don't serve us. But know that I know it's also X amount of years. It's 20 years of this thinking or 40 years of this thinking or whatever the number is. This didn't happen overnight. We didn't start thinking that way overnight. So it's not going to happen to change our thinking overnight. That's why using my blame example, I'm, I may have always mentally blamed people on some level too and I have to flip the script now in my head 
because it's still a comfortable place, right? Maybe maybe blaming people is a comfortable place. Well, let me figure out how to stay in my comfortable place, but do good for the world instead of evil. So I blame people for good things. And I'm just as responsible, by the way, for whatever actions or decisions I've made in those processes, but it feels much better to to share those successes with other people and give them this this like happy blame or gratitude blame. Is that a thing? Gratitude blame? Who knows? I make up stuff here all the time. That's the beauty of having your own platform to talk to people on. You get to not have to edit yourself. That's one of the greatest freedoms that I now have, and I appreciate that. So that's the scoop, guys. I don't want to be late for Zumba, so I'm going to run away on you now, but I hope that you're having a good start to the week, and I will challenge you next month. And you're welcome.